Praise the Lord and God bless you guys, man. Welcome back to Growing in His Word. Listen, man. Lord, we come before you, Father. We ask in your name, Jesus. Lord, Holy Spirit, show up, Father, and teach us today in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys, man. Welcome back to Growing in His Word. I'm excited. Listen, I got to tell you guys. You know, last week we talked about persecution. We talked about how you will be hated by all for my name's sake. And, and listen to this. At times, this has been true. You know, we're living in a, in a culture that have hated the followers of Jesus. And it may seem strange that, that people who live by the kingdom expectations, like it says in Matthew chapter 5 and 7, but it says that we're going to be greatly hated. But it's, it's the same paradox here, man, because, you know, God knows what we're going through. And... You know, we're going to endure hardship. We're going to endure persecution. And that's why Jesus said that that when they persecute you in the city, flee to another. And it's, it's, it's sad. We're living in these days and we're living in the fulfillment almost. And it's just terrible. And we're living in times where we need to be liber- liberated and in Christ and uh, to live for Christ. Because Christ has set believers free from the condemnation of sin. And so fighting against it, it's still a challenge. But listen, believers, we can all identify with Paul's struggle in Romans chapter 7. Because we too may feel enslaved to sinful acts and habits or attitudes. So listen to this. So how can you, as a believer, have and enjoy the freedom that Christ has won for you? Wow, I'm going to help you with this today, man. (laughs) Listen, number one, the key is to recognize your problem is spiritual. You see, when you were saved, remember, you received the new natural created in righteousness, holiness. It's God's righteousness, not ours. But it's righteousness, holiness, and truth. But you still live in a fleshly fallen body. That's why when a car cuts you off, you might accidentally flip them off and say, oh, what did I do? I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I've seen it a million times. Don't do it because it's bad. But that's that's bent towards sin. And that's why you're feeling an internal conflict. But we gotta be obedient to the word. That's why we must understand God's plan and purpose for our life. Here Jesus is sent out his 12 disciples. Life was... Life is restored. We talked about that in chapter 9. He restored the sight. He claimed his deity. And he claimed the, you know, the power he has. And he sent the 12 out, man. And we're here because God gave them the power to heal the sick. God gave the 12 the power to raise, raise the dead, heal the sick. And, and, and it's, it's radical, man. And Jesus Christ is awesome. Listen, the Holy Spirit is so powerful that you may ask yourself, wow, I would like to see him work. You can see him work. And the second thing I wanted to share with you today before we get into the word is examine your motives and desires. Ask yourself, why do, you, why do I indulge to the point that I am mastered by this temptation? And number three, cry out to the Lord for help. Fill your mind with biblical truth. Then believe that the Holy Spirit will enable you to deny your sinful desires and walk in an obedience to God. And that's the key, obedience. The Lord is progressively setting you free from the power of sin, man. And 
You're always going to battle to a degree, some degree in this life, but the outcome is certain. After death or when Christ returns, you'll be completely free from sin and won't ever struggle with it again. Father, we come before you. We thank you for growing in his word. We thank you for this new movie, Paul the Apostle, that you placed me in. What a radical event, Lord, that you've put in my life, and I'm excited about it. The actors that are on set are, Lord, they're awesome. Lord, I pray that you bless them in Jesus' name. Amen, man. Welcome back to Growing in His Word. <laughs> Listen, every every human being is 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 cap is born captivity to sin. But Jesus said, anyone who commits sin is a slave to it. John chapter eight verse thirty four. The only way to be set free is if the Lord releases you. But salvation is the permanent liberation that I'm talking about. Listen, the Savior sets believers free from the sins entangled in their lives. Ungodly habits, they begin as an attempt to fulfill a desire or a need in the wrong way. If like, if, if it's like a feeling of guilt, come, come make quickly, we, we rationalize them, uh, you know, we rationalize them away over time, but we become desensitized to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And that's the problem today, believers. We cannot be... De- desensitized to the conviction of the Holy Spirit because we we want the Holy Spirit to help us because we're never without strength as believers because the Holy Spirit indwells in us with His help and we're no longer slaves to sin but instead become slaves of righteousness. Romans chapter 6 verse 12. So let's look at our lives and our habits. And let's examine how we submit ourselves in obedience to God. Because He can set us free. And here in chapter 10 of Matthew, we see how the Lord is talking about the 12 disciples. And last week we talked about in verse 40, it says, He says, and I'm sorry, verse 38, and He says, And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Look, look, man, life is about, it it goes fast. I remember when I was 20, then I was 30, then 40, now I'm going on 50. Look, man, life is going fast. I used to wake up, jump out of bed, and boom, not not a pain in my body. Now I wake up with weird hairs growing in different places and my bones ache and arthritis is setting in and slowly and look, God is prepping us, man. He's getting us ready for the kingdom. Jesus is saying, he who finds his life will lose it. And he who loves his life for my sake will find it. It's not about us. Never was about us, Jesus said. It's never, it's never about you. It's about me. Those who will be glorified with Christ in his kingdom, in his kingdom reign are those who have suffered for him. Romans 8, 17 and Timothy chapter 2, verse 12. Those who refuse, those who refuse this kind of discipleship will experience great loss. Look, Jesus wants us to take up our cross. He's saying, are you willing 
to die for something in this life? Are you willing to die to your sin is what he's saying. Put your sin to death. Stop. Be obedient. Recognize the Holy Spirit can help you and overcome these ungodly habitual habits. And that's the key is is being obedient to Jesus Christ and listening to the Holy Spirit in us. And you may be thinking, I, I, it's hard, Pastor. It's, it's really hard, man. It's, it's, no, it's not. It's, <laughs> it's spiritual. It's not our battle. Listen, be still and know that I am God, Jesus says. Get on your knees, get some alone time and say, Lord, speak to me, Father God. In Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, you're in me already. Now help me be still. Help me be still and keep my eyes on you, Father, the prize. Help me grow in your word, in your ways. Help me, Father. Give me your attributes so that I may use these for your glory. This is where the Holy Spirit works in your life. The precious Holy Spirit. It's amazing. Say, Lord, use me. Here I am. Help me stand in the gap. You don't got to beat people in the head with a Bible and smack them in the lips and say, Jesus says this. And you don't got to be the CIA Christian in action with your your sword Bible and, and stabbing people every day, judging them. And you don't need to do it. You just need to let Christ in you work. And guess what, believers? We don't have to try. It's Christ in us. Be still. Relax. Know that there's an inheritance. You have an inheritance. And, 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 and trust in Jesus because he loves us. And find a church that really, really loves God and teaches verse by verse. Paul described the church as the pillar in support of the truth. First Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. The truth, it guards. However, it cannot stay within its four walls. And this is what I... This is why I preach online. But it, it must be proclaimed to the unbelieving world. And Jesus considered this so important that his last words to the apostles were, go into the word, world and preach the gospel to all creation. Mark 16, man. He used the Greek word paragelion. It's a command, a military command to teach, to go. Follow my orders. And it's radical. And we don't need to beat people over the head with the gospel. We just need to live in the truth. He who receives you receives me. And he who receives me receives him who sent me. Wow, that's the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit right there. Verse 41, verse 40. He who receives a prophet in the name of the prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. God uses believers and prophets to bless you and come to you. Jesus will use men who are filled with the Holy Spirit to touch your life in a way like you would never, ever think. It's supernatural, Holy Spirit stuff. It's radical. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. Wow. And whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple... As surely I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. Wow. It's amazing. Woo, Father God. Wow. You know, Lord, you're everything, Lord. You are so radical, Lord Jesus. And I just read this chapter 
And I think to myself, what a blessing it is. Even the movie that you placed me in, Father, Paul the Apostle. How radical is this? To see your, your love shine through the, through the lens of a camera. And to, just to watch the actors and, and be part of them and watch them. Watch your fruit, Father, in their lives. It's amazing. You guys need to go on my website here, man, and, and, and check out this new movie, Paul. It's radical. It's, it's, I don't usually talk about other things, or, but this is so rad. I put it on my website. And you know I'm not about money, but you can, if you feel the need to donate, that's something to donate to, man, because this, this movie's going to go. This movie's already been, been, been chosen by, by God. And this movie is going to change the lives of, of non-believers in the whole world. They're going to be able to take this movie after it's done, these series, and watch them over and over and over. And God's going to be glorified over and over and over and over. And you know what? It's a radical, radical thing. Because I never ask for money. But this link, you need to check it out, man. It's amazing. I'm not getting a dime from it, nor does this ministry. It's all about Jesus. Jesus gets the money. Jesus gets the glory. His word gets out. His word sets us free. I'm excited, and I'm excited about the people on set. Disciples. Wow. The disciples are out. They're on fire, man, and God is going to be glorified, and I am so happy. Listen, believers, you can trust that the Lord Here's your prayers, and he knows what you want, man. And I'm excited because I want to tell you something. Many people, they, they, they know the word Jesus Christ, but they don't realize that the title Christ is, is basically power, so powerful, man. They don't, <laughs> I'm excited. They don't understand the anointed one and how much the Lord loves us and how much he has a plan for us. And you may be thinking, I don't know, man. I've been going through so much in life that I can't see straight. Jesus knows this. Look at those he's foreknown. He also, uh, he's also predestined, man. I mean, this is what he's talking about. He loves us. But we got to endure in the end. Listen, it says in Matthew here, man, listen. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But he who endures to the end will be saved. And when they persecute you in the city, flee to another. For I surely, I say to you, you will not have gone through the cities of Israel before the Son of Man comes. Jesus is saying, keep going. Don't worry about it. Trust in God. God is nearer to us than, than our own heart. His Holy Spirit dwells in the deepest part of our being. So why do we sometimes feel as though he is far away? It's a promise. God gave us promises. Call upon me, he said, and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you. Jeremiah 29, verse 12. Jesus wants to hear from you. You could be driving in the car. And all you got to do is say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I want to talk to you about things. And, and God will close doors. And he will open doors. Seek, God says, the Lord your God. And you will find him, Deuteronomy 4.29, and cry for help. And God will say, here I am, Isaiah 58.9. These are the promises. God is not a liar. Jesus Christ cannot lie. And so he says, seek me and you will find me. The Lord says again and again, he would be with us. So 
Listen to this. Perhaps today you don't need to pray for his nearness, but for help in, 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 in perceiving how close he already is for the blessing of being fully present with him, even if just for a few minutes right where you are. Believers, Jesus Christ is in love with you. And we all win together. We're in this to win it. We're in this to win it. We're in this to see uh, God work in our lives. We are a team. We are a, a, a team players. We're believers. We're, we're brothers and sisters. We're family. And if you haven't received them, God, God offers, you know, invitations. In John chapter 1 verse 12, the Lord calls us to receive him. Like a brother did on the set when we were filming. He received him as our Savior and to have a personal relationship with him through the indwelling of his Holy Spirit. This invitation includes laying down the burdens of trying to work out salvation ourselves. Matthew chapter 11 verse 28. Instead, Christ invites us to trust him to do the transforming work in us. And all we got to do is abide in Jesus. Listening to God. Speaking through the scripture, living and growing and growing in his word and growing dependence on him. Knowing him more intimately and drawing upon his power in order to live a godly life. We got to follow Jesus in order to follow uh, the ways he wants. We, we must be familiar with his character and his plans. The evidence is here that we're, it shows that we can follow him and he can bless us. God loves every individual he created and he wants each and one of us to know him personally. And this is the gift of salvation. We receive the Holy Spirit who enables us to abide in Jesus and follow him. This is the path to enjoy the contentment God has planned for us. Believers, Jesus Christ is in love with you. And as we move on to Matthew chapter 10, we go on to chapter 11, Matthew Matthew 11. But we first must recognize that the devil is, is, is real. But God has beat him already on the cross. We don't got to worry about condemnation. You don't got to worry about uh, how you feel. It's not about feelings. It's about Jesus. The Bible says not to trust your feelings because they'll lead you astray. But lean not on your own understanding, but lean to the word of God because it never returns void. Trust in the word. Not your, not your own desires that will lead you astray. We just need to yield to the Lord. And that's it. In verse, in chapter 11 says, Now it came to pass when Jesus finished commanding his 12 disciples. See, he's finished. He's commanding them. Now he departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities. Okay? Listen to this. It came to pass when Jesus finished commanding his 12 disciples that he departed from there to teach and to preach in other cities. So now he's plugged them in. He's got them where he needs them. He's got them all discipled up. Boom. Three and a half years, whatever it was he spent. And he didn't send them to two. He didn't send them to this big old Bible college where, you know, you got to get taught. Uh, I'm not saying Bible college is bad. I went to it. But, you know, he's not going to a big old giant seminary and saying, here you go, man, learn these lines and do this. No, he's saying, let my Holy Spirit work. And so the coming one, the Messiah, is now going out to other cities, 
being about his father's business and he's and he's plugging in his disciples and that's the important part that we plug each other in so we can grow when we fall and you know what man we go through it i've had brothers lift me up and encourage me and it's awesome you know i've had i'm praying out to god you know and i'm in my closet praying and listening to the beautiful worship man and and boom i get a text hey bro check this sermon out man and Wow, it just changes my life. I'm like, thanks a lot, man. Praise the Lord. Thanks a lot. Praise God, man. A, a sermon that I got, man. Oh, wow, it just lifted me up. We're believers. And when one, one falls, another lifts another one up, man. We're in, a, we're in a fallen world, man. And so John the Baptist is going to get rejected, like it says in Luke chapter 7. But here we are in Matthew chapter 11. And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, <laughs> he sent two of his disciples and said to him, are you the coming one or do we look for another? And check this out, man. <laughs> do we look for another one? Jesus answered and said to them, go and tell John the things which you hear and see. The blind see and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Wow. Wow. That is so powerful. Listen to this. And as they, de as they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John, what did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did, what did you go out and see? A man clothed in soft, soft garments? Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are in the king's houses. But verse 9 says, but what did you go out and see? Listen to this. A prophet? Question mark. Yes, Jesus said, I say to you, and more than a prophet, for this is he of whom it is written. Listen to this. Behold, I send you a messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. First of all, they're thinking that, is this guy, I mean, what is this guy? Is this guy a prophet or Moses? Man, the, the coming one and the Christ, the Messiah, there's, there's an indication that some of the Jews at the time distinguished between a prophet to the coming, to come uh, the promise by Moses in Deuteronomy 18 and the Messiah. The dominant note here is basically um, John's long trial in prison has confused him. And so, hmm. Jesus is going to clear it up. Jesus wanted to assure that both John and his disciples that he was the Messiah. But he also reminded him them that his power, you guys, would be displayed mostly in humble acts of services, meaning individual needs and not spectacular displays or political deliverances like you see on TV. All these weird healing stuffs, man. I mean, it happens, but, you know, nobody's out to get the money, man. On, I mean, you got to turn that TV off, man. When you're, you get to these guys on TV, man, they start claiming that they're going to heal you for money. That's so garbage. Listen, blessed are those who are not offended but because of me, because Jesus knew that the focus of his ministry was offensive to the expectation of the Jewish people who longed for political deliverance from the Roman domination. But there was a basically blessing for those who were not defended because of the Messiah who came against the expectations of people. Listen, God is perfect. Jesus Christ 
is radical, man, and he loves us. Jesus sp- spoke about John because John, J- Jesus was about to use John. I mean, he's using John. And it's radical because he told him, I sent a messenger before your face who will prepare the way before you. Remember that? And it's just amazing, you guys. We're going to talk about this next week because we're running out of time. But I want to tell you this. We need to learn how to walk wisely. And we're done with this sermon. Listen, the Apostle Paul, he shares how to walk wisely. <laughs> Especially in today's world. He gives three instructions here that I that we've come up with. Listen to this. We live in a sinful world and we must be vigilant about how we think and act. Secondly, the apostle is instructing us to make the most of our time so often that we get tempted to squander our time and energy on our own pursuits and without a thought of what our Heavenly Father may have in mind for us. Listen, we got to be mindful of what Christ wants for us. Like I said, it's about Jesus, not us. Listen. And thirdly, Paul tells us to understand what the will of the Lord is. It, 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 God's will for us is that we would each become the person he created us to be and to do the work that he planned for us. And knowing this, we should look to every decision with consideration, believers, of whether our choice, listen, our choice, will further or hinder our Heavenly Father's purpose for us. And so the Lord wants us to walk wisely so that we can all enjoy the marvelous benefits that he's promised in his world. We don't want to waste opportunities and time. We don't want to misspent our time. We want, you know, we want to be on fire for Jesus and commit our lives, make every day count for Christ instead of merely just living for ourselves. Believers, Jesus Christ loves you guys. He's in love with you. And we don't have to worry. If you have thoughts of negative thoughts, lock them in a cage. They're not of God. It's a spiritual warfare. We don't need any negativity. Be happy. Well, I don't know how. God will show you how. Love your wife. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know how I fell out of love. God says, no, learn how to love her. You took her to the aisle or the altar. She stood before you. All of a sudden, you guys are getting older now and you say that's enough? No. God says, learn how to love love her. Learn how to love me together. That's what Jesus is saying. Don't entertain negative thoughts. It only brings out the enemy. And listen, I say it all the time. I know it's a worldly saying, but watch your thoughts because they become your words. Choose your words for they become your, your actions. Understand your actions for they become habits and study your habits before they become your character. Develop your character for it becomes your destiny. We got to be careful, believers. Don't let the devil rob your joy. First John talks about the Holy Spirit giving you the love of Christ. Don't let Satan rob your joy. Listen, God knows everything about it. But you don't understand. No, I don't, but he does. God says, cast your cares on him because he's able to to deal with every situation that you're going through. It's true. Satan will try to rob your joy, make you bitter, isolate you, throw you on an island, and then allow the devil to plant seeds in your head. Don't let him plant seeds in your mind. 
Grow in his word. Grow in his word and be happy that Jesus Christ is, is, he knows what's good for you. And you may think, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand. This is too much for me. This is too much info. I just became a believer. That's okay. Go to the website. Listen, click on the website, find the paperwork. It's there. Plug in. Learn, grow, and show. Tell everyone that Jesus loves them. But you could do it with your actions. God has made us for a reason. Every day you were in your mother's womb, God was saying, I can't wait until that dude or that woman, that man is born so that I can shape their life for me. That I can show them the way that I want them to go. Wow. And he needs people like you out there that are obedient to the word that can raise up non-believers, plug them in and show them where God wants them to be. Isn't it awesome that you're part of God's plan? You may think, I don't understand. <laughs> God sent his 12 out. He's telling you to grow in the word, get grown up in the word and then start sending your 12 out. And they'll send their 12 out. And they'll send their 12 out. And you'll get a Paul the Apostle man and he'll be on fire and the world will change. You know, people will be like, wow, whoa. And that's how God does his pyramid thing. Not some pyramid insurance scam. It's the Jesus real pyramid loving way. You send 12 friends out. They send 10 out. They send 15. They mul- Jesus Christ multiplies it. He gets the glory and boom, it's a touchdown. Jesus Christ wins. Father, we thank you for this sermon, Lord. Go before us today, Father. We love you, Lord. We thank you for this time that you've given us on growing in his word. Man, this is awesome, Lord. Give us the mindset, Father, to trust in you and be about your business. In Jesus' name. God bless you guys, man. And listen, next week we're going to talk about John the Baptist. (laughs) We're going to talk about some radical stuff, man. How rejection by Jesus in the generation. We're going to talk about all this stuff, man, and how how uh, Christ is going to move and there's going to be controversy on the Sabbath and there's going to be Pharisees blaspheming the Holy Spirit, which I don't recommend, man. <laughs> God bless you guys and may the Lord bless your week in Jesus' name. And, and hey, I'm, I, I hear all your prayers out there, man. I got your emails. Uh, God bless you guys, man. I love you guys in Detroit. love you guys in Cincinnati. I love you guys all around the world, man. I love you guys, man. Listen, keep studying the word. Don't stop studying, man. It's the only way to get you through this life until we get to the next, man. God bless you and peace out. May the Lord bless you guys in Jesus' name.